Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. All right. Hey, y'all. It's five o'clock on Monday. and We are stealing beer. I'm Augie Carton. Hey, Augie Carton. I'm John Hall. Hi, John Hall. How are you, buddy? Good. I'm bringing I'm bringing big energy. I'm big. Are you? You know, I'm. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I like I'm, I'm channeling the frustrations of uh, of travel prep, of which I know you're going through some and I'm going through some oh. right now for, for, for various things. And I'm channeling what would normally be angst into excitement as we record this show not only because our accomplice today is somebody who i always enjoy uh talking with and 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 drinking his beer um but also it's because it's what the thieves deserve is, is high energy hall and i've been a little low energy these last couple of weeks so i'm i'm committed to just bringing excitement and reverie and joy to the airwaves <laughs> wow all right um i obviously get on my to, level motherfucker I, I i obviously need to find the energy to squelch that um <laughs> why don't take I, my don't take my joy away but i lack a little energy so i'm gonna let you row with that for now so let's introduce our accomplice du jour mr sean lawson how you doing sir I'm doing great. Great to be on the show. Thanks, John, for uh, for hosting. <laughs> Good to be here with you, Augie. And I will also have to uh, muster some energy because over the weekend I did a huge hike over in the White Mountains. Uh, did the Franconia Ridge in uh, some harrowing harrowing weather conditions to start the day, but things got nicer as we went. But man. Is was My that the remnants of the hurricane today. blowing up north? <laughs> it was it was windy. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. So we, I guess we had some wind blow through here on Friday. Um, so actually, it's fun. I, I hate to be a weather podcast, but you, you're definitely dialed into Vermont nature as a brewer. Did For you sure. guys have a ridiculously dry year like we did, or did you? Oh, yeah, what was the what? Yeah. So, how is that affecting yeah. your season? Drought, uh, drought conditions over much of the summer. We've gotten a lot of rain of late, but uh, but yeah, it's been it's been really dry uh, over yeah. the summer months here in Vermont. And even a few folks that I know that rely on, you know, shallow wells or springs for the water at their house have, have run dry. They have no water at their house. Oh, so what do you do in a situation like that? Panic. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, first you get dehydrated, and then you become a skeleton. Come up with a series of uh, temporary patches and fixes. Um, I know people who have uh, like got a tanker of water delivered to fill up their their dry uh, dug well, or um, or the really expensive route is uh, is you drill a well, but that's uh, that's thousands and thousands of dollars to get down to the groundwater and have a more reliable uh source but uh or you just take showers at other people's houses yeah that's wow. that is i guess that, wow that's end time stuff um will it affect any of your more interesting of vermont beers like your maple ones or any or is that just there will be obviously sap is affected by how much water a tree gets in a season do you think that'll screw you up in any way well as vermonters like to say uh hard telling not knowing 
<laughs> so the, the sugar in season will be late winter early spring and yeah. um and it depends so much on the weather during that time of year as to how that how that crop uh yields up we had a really good year this year overall as a state so our our maple supply is uh is well stocked and what will happen real soon though is uh vermont foliage season it's coming on the colors are developing nicely and we'll see you know sort of how the season shakes out either way the people will show up and that's really good for us and our business and a lot of businesses here in vermont that rely on tourism for our livelihood no doubt um all right so i think i don't so it's funny that kennedy's not with us today but i think kennedy brought you on because we were having a discussion a week or two ago because kennedy sent us for the second autumn in a row a what's best characterized as a black ipa from allagash that we all were fond of and impressed by and it came up that you were bringing bringing a black ipa to market at this point Big and we yeah. were super we were super excited about that because we love your beers and we love black ipas and when somebody you know somebody of your stature in the business does it there's a hope that they come back because I think we all lament the loss of black IPAs. Let's talk about that beer. And For is sure. it a seasonal thing? Is it a year round thing? Like, how does it come back into the, is this just more you recapturing stuff now that you're comfortable in your new, bigger space? How does big hoppy come to be? Well, it goes really far back. It's one of my original uh, homebrew recipes that uh, in the early years of Lawson's finest was a, seasonal special you know love to bring it out in the in the cooler fall months or early winter um as folks you know start to transition they're thinking from lighter more refreshing beers and ipas during the summer or the warmer months to uh kind of those those comfort beers and um over the years it's kind of been rotated in and out of our our lineup uh but when we opened our new production facility in waitsfield vermont in 2018 was really excited to bring it out in a in a larger um, batch size and also to get that beer into cans for the first time. And the cans are just like strikingly beautiful. It's amazingly s- simple. It's just one giant hop cone on the front with the name Big Hoppy, but nice. it's this electric green uh, <laughs> against, an, against an all black uh, can. And I, I'm definitely a fan of the black IPA style. Um, they come in all sorts of flavor iterations some very light in on the palate some a bit more you know roasty and uh more intense dark malt character ours lands somewhere in in the middle there with a pretty pretty bold uh flavor profile overall um serious rate of hopping we use about three pounds per barrel wow. kettle and dry hopping and uh big malt bill that comes in around seven percent alcohol so that beer just went out to all nine states throughout the Northeast. So folks that are listening really anywhere in the Northeast, as far South as Jersey and Pennsylvania can find that beer uh, out in cans uh, right now uh, here in, um, in the early fall. I love talking to people from Vermont who refer, and I know you're from Jersey, Sean, but like when Jersey is referred to as the South, um, (laughs) there's really only two States that can pull that off. And you're one of them. So yeah. Yeah. The the south end of as the Northeast. Far, right. As you far go any, south as far yeah. south as Jersey. Yeah. If you go any further south, it's the mid-Atlantic, right? It's That's not right. it's not That's the northeast it. anymore. You've crossed that Delaware border. Um so but thanks for doing the legwork to to you know, I'm sure I don't know how decisions go at Lawson's, but I'm sure somebody with their eye on the sell-through rate was like you know sean if you just make super session 17 we will sell out of it in three minutes are you sure you want to do a black ipa so thank you for (laughs) doing thank you for doing that work for all of us um let me ask you a question so so as you were talking about it we just brought back a beer i just haven't made in like eight nine years but it was one of our original catalog it was called red red returning some people were asking about it we said sure let's brew it it's a recipe I hadn't looked at in, you know, eight or nine years. And I was like, just brew it 
you know, just follow the recipe. There's no reason to change it. That beer is what it is. And when I tasted it, having not tasted it in a bit, I knew exactly what it was. It was spot on for what it was. But I was I remarked in my own drinking of it. Wow, I used to make far more bitter beers than I do these days. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. definitely what I wanted it to be. It was right, but it was I guess it's probably about 80, 90 IBU. It's a rye, you know, a rye malt bill and just pretty straightforward Simcoe. But I was like, and I liked it. I don't want to sound like I didn't like it, but I was amazed at how as I've written recipes in 10 years, I've drifted away from bitterness while thinking I'm still a bitter beer maker. When you went back to this recipe after all that time, did you have any adjustments in your mind? Was it like, did you have any of those realizations about it, revisiting it? Yeah, it's definitely evolved over time. Uh, and I would say in a similar way to do how you just described in that uh, the early iterations of Big Hoppy were really, really aggressively bitter and that's what i wanted in in the beer i want it to be brash and in your face and if you don't want to if you don't want a bitter black beer then this maybe isn't the style for you yeah but over the years it it, it wasn't really at any one point in time it just kind of gradually evolved uh to aim more at balance and while it's still got a it's got a pretty high bitterness level. I'd have to pull it up to tell you exactly what the IBUs are, but it's right. it's pretty high on the scale. But the balance between the malt flavors, the chocolate, the dark roasted character, the coffee notes that come out through the malt bill, and the residual sweetness, I, I like to think they land in a way that's a bit more balanced and really smooth these days um, than the earlier versions of this beer and brew, been brewing it really every year since, uh, okay. since Lawson's finest started almost 15 years ago. Wow. Yes. I, I like the way you phrase that. I think you're right. I think, I think as I think I used to be more wanting shock and awe mm -hmm. out of hops. And now I want them to just be part of four. I think that, that's a good way to phrase it. Thank you. That, thanks for giving that. Anyway, we should talk about beer. It's annoying thieves because somehow the beers didn't make it to Sean. So only Hall and I have them. Um, so I will do the speech. We'll talk about it, but we'll move through it because we won't have Sean's involvement. So it'll be boring. Um, let's well, see. I got a beer to pair. I got a beer since I don't have the same beer you guys have. I grabbed out what I would call a, a Sunday beer that I'll. I'll uh, I'll tell you about it. Wait, is it one of yours? Get to that point. No, no. Okay, it's good. Actually, All right. Sean's been on the yeah. show I know, before. He knows, he the, knows rule. the rules. But here's yeah, the thing: the Sean is a master salesman. Sean the is one of these guys that I love yeah. talking to, yeah. who can find a way, much like you, Mister Carton, to what? work in you know all of your beers as, as we're talking. And I just, in the spirit of the show, as I'm still here in a good mood, uh, I just really wanted to make sure that we were talking about other people because we're going to oh, talk I about. I forgot you were happy. Damn it. All right. So anyway, happy. let me make the speech. Stop. All right. So what brings uh, um, together our seal this beer is a candid <laughs> conversation of beer. What it is, not what we hoped it would be, where we would drink it, not where we got it, and what's going on, not what we thought was going on. To facilitate that, we drink blind out of black glasses. Justin mailed three beers around the world and two landed. So Hall and I have it. I will tell everybody at home, this first beer is a tiny little can. And since I've been drinking for a couple of days straight and had a hangover, I was very nervous that it was going to be a barley wine tiny can. But I poured it Me too. and it's it's exactly what I really needed right now, which is kind of a hair of the dog, small kind of Pilsner beer. Right. And the classic eight ounce crushers, not the modern day. Let's put it in the smallest can with the highest ABV crusher. Um, and it's making me very happy. It's just a, it's just a fun sipper. John, you want to throw in here? It's, it's a basically a, yeah, it's a, it's a it's, good breakfast beer, right? It, yeah, it's a delightful lager. It's a great breakfast beer, but this is also a. I love this size, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, Justin's going to punish us with with some sort of, you know, boozy imperial vanilla stout or something like that. But this is it's a great way to start the day. But this is also what I would want at the end of the night when that idea of a half pint really comes through. And you know, if you're out in the world, um, you just have to order the full pint, and then the half pint that you want is at the bottom. So this <laughs> saves me from that. And so 
I, I, you know, and then if you have a second one of these, that's fine. But this is this is a really great way to end a night as well. It's super crisp. It's refreshing. It's got a little bit of crackery and breadiness to it. Um, easygoing herbal hops like there's not. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's it's just a really nice, well constructed, you know, like Hellas, and you know, yeah, I or, think Hellas, you know, is right. yeah, because there is that it's, little it's, bit. It's, of fruity ger- it's German of some kind, like it doesn't have that spicy Czech thing, but um, right. yeah, I think you know, I dig it. it. This is yeah, this is, and this I is... will, I will move away from this talking about this beer. So let's tear it open and reveal what it is, so we can get back to Sean. But, but I, I do love the. So for me, the nostalgia of these eight ounces, Sean, is like my dad grabbing eight pack of this instead of a six pack of the bigger version of a similar beer because it got colder faster. And I remember watching him and his buddies drink these things in like three sips. So unlike John's kind of prudent, this is only half a beer and that's all it was kind of. Let's drink these quick and cold and keep crushing through them. Do you have any any fond memories of the eight ounce package? Have you fooled around with this packaging at all? Is there stuff you'd want to do with this stuff? Because I would love to make these little guys of lagers and just throw seven hundred of them in a cooler full of ice water. Oh yeah, yeah. Drink that's them that's what I first say was add a boy in the spirit <laughs> of the way that your dad uh, enjoyed <laughs> these beers. And we haven't done anything ourselves with eight ounce cans. We've We've talked about it over the years, uh, but I do have some fond memory of uh, of the Rolling Rock eight packs. Of yep. Are oh, the little ponies? Yeah, the yep. little ponies, uh, and and that's definitely the way I would drink them: icy cold and quick. And, yep. Uh, so and... this thing is Lil Buddy by Hopewell, a little lager by Hopewell. It's yeah, the Hopewell's most adorable freaking can I've ever seen. Yeah, they're in Chicago. They're they're really great people. Um, they make great beer and they, they've gotten a lot of press uh, a couple of years ago when they first started doing this uh, in the in the eight ounce cans. And I'm glad to see that they're still doing it. I hadn't hadn't realized this. And this is a <laughs> the, uh, the 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 stamp on the bottom. I think it's 08, 18, 22. So uh, canned recently. Uh, and then the the little phrasing is this tall to ride. <laughs> it's a little, little boardwalk carnival short joke. I dig it. So, so this this can is reminding me of a funny story. Um, uh, the so one of the first times I remember getting drunk as a child, um, and I mean like eight or nine years old was because I went to our fridge and found those little pony bottles you guys were just talking about. And in my brain, I somehow turned that into they had made a kid's beer. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it was so small. And I, my dad, you know, I grew up in a house where I had sips of beer every day of my life. So it wasn't foreign to think, you know, they, they might've made a kid's beer. So I, got one, drank it, was on my second. My mom came in and she's like, what the fuck? I was, she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm drinking those kids beers dad's bought. Um, and this is, this is this one of the reasons can, that you went to a decorated. school for wayward boys. Yeah. yeah. But this can is decorated like it's a child's toy. <laughs> and I feel this like is, this can. It's a Saturday morning cartoon beer. That's what I'm saying. It, it yeah. definitely looks like Boots and Dora might carry these in the backpack. And it's it's got me it's it's reminding me of, oh, this is obviously for me in my little tiny brain. Um, I think I don't know if that's good or bad, but it's definitely making me smile and happy anyway. So there's that. Let's get back to um, the great state of Vermont. So, Sean, I think you've been on the show two or three times. Is that right? Do you have a memory of how many times you've been with us? At at least once, maybe twice. Okay, but I do power. remember. Yeah. I do remember at one point we were we were talking about you moving into the new space. I think the new space had just been built last time you were on. Now that you've been in there and gone through the world shock of COVID and all that, how talk? Let's talk about how comfortable it is in there. What the fun is, where you're going with it is. Are you to its capacity now? Are you thinking further already? Like what? What's how's the adjustment to the new space going? 
Um, it's, well, it's gosh, that could be a really long answer because of uh, you know the the world and the way it's changed a hundred times in the last few years. Um, but things are going really, really pretty well for us. Nice. Um, you know, first I want to digress because I didn't get to join you guys yet in a beer, and I'm gonna. Crack, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's crack open, I'm gonna crack open my mystery beer, which is not a beer that you can even get in in Vermont, but it was a gift. Ooh. And uh, it's a bottle, as you can hear. And um, I've never had this beer before, so I know what it is. So it's not a blind tasting, but uh, but my palate is blind to the flavors, and um, I it fits right in with what I would like to drink typically on a. Uh, I love I love what I call sun, Sunday sours, and Ooh. Uh, you know, like with brunch or or something like that. So this is a barrel aged. Um, sour beer from uh from from rare barrel it's called uh garage service oh, oh wow i haven't had I, I i haven't had a rare barrel in some time i've got one downstairs i might go get it oh, um that is beautiful it's, is a call, it? it's described as a <laughs> it's described I love, as a, I love when augie drops sentences like that like oh i might go get that and all i can think is strep in carton family your sundays <laughs> are about to get weird <laughs> It's it's described as a blended golden and red sour beer, uh, sour beer aged in oak barrels with plums and prickly pear, and um, the 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 sourness or the level of acidity and tartness is really it's pretty soft. It's really nicely ba balanced by some you know residual uh, sweetness from those from those fruits and the lingering malt character all the flavors really meld together nicely. This is, this is pretty nice. So even though I didn't get the, uh, the package in time, I am, I am enjoying sipping on this beer, but back to your question, Augie, uh, you know, things have in terms of the front of the house, things have really settled back into sort of a new comfortable space for us. Um, we went through, uh, the tap room being closed for almost a year and a half. Uh, we did outsource out outside service during 2020 uh, during the warm months, and then uh, a little over a year ago in the spring of uh, 2021, we we finally reopened the tap room, but it was a, to a very different model, much lower capacity, table service only, so we didn't have people kind of mixing and mingling around. And then gradually we, we moved through probably four different business operating models for how we were going to do service at the front of the house. And now we're back to um, where we were pretty much before the pandemic, but with a lower capacity. We used to on busy Saturdays just keep letting folks in until we hit the fire code, which is about 200 people in our wow. base. And it felt crowded when there were that many people. So we won't we won't go back there. We limit the capacity to um, as many seats as we have in the house, which is 80. Um, plus, we've got. Uh, space at a drink rail so enough uh folks to to fill up the drink rail and along uh we have there's actually a couple of drink rails so it's it's a little bit more like a hundred would be our peak capacity for you know before we start a waiting list uh for folks and we have a good system that's new for um taking folks name and their and their cell phone number and they'll get a text when we have uh, a table or a stool at the bar or the spot for them um, so things have settled in there. And then as far as the brewery goes, we're, we're pretty close to capacity in Waitsfield. Um, so we've got a little bit more room to grow, but it's exactly where I wanted to be when we opened up, uh, you know, four years ago, um, coming up on the anniversary, actually, for, for Lawson's finest uh, new facility in Waitsfield um, in October. And uh, it's it's you know it's a good comfortable carrying capacity and we're 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 putting out probably 40 different beers in a wow. year yeah that was that's the yeah. next thing i wanted to talk yeah. about so yeah. you you so just flipping through your instagram the care packages i get things like that is i get you were never not making beers in vermont at some level so you were probably always making you just said 40 beers this year, but you know what I mean? I, I don't, in my head, there was the period where it was just sip that I could find places. And now it's like wonderful because, so 
I'm kind of wondering as you've moved into tanks and stuff and you're getting to make those beers, have you upticked what you're putting in the market? I don't mean by volume, I mean by skew, or is it just what's always been there? You just now can make enough to push it further out kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's, it's yeah. The, there's a, a lot more losses around than I'm Certainly. used to in the last three years. Yeah, well, well, in a nutshell, um, you know, started back in 2008 with a one barrel system was super limited to a couple of years later, expanded to seven barrels. A couple of years later, just the, the popularity and the demand gotten overwhelming, great press, great word of mouth. And that's when I started brewing uh, Sip of Sunshine and Super Session beers down in Stratford, Connecticut, 2014. Right. So that was uh, that was about eight years ago. And then we started expanding out across uh, the Northeast with our distribution over the next handful of years. And that's what you're right. Basically, you could get Sip of Sunshine and Super Session and very, very rarely any of our other beers. Fast forward to 2018 when we opened Waitsfield, the goal was to have a rotating cast of characters uh, coming out of that brewery that we would be able to get out to nine states. And right now we average um, six to eight beers that are limited releases spread out over the calendar year, about every other month with a couple others sprinkled in there. And uh, it allows us to get uh, a much greater variety of styles and flavor profiles out into our entire market, which, as I said before, is the Northeast. So, uh, so it's probably about eight, you know, eight to ten different beers, including Sip of Sunshine, that you'd see uh, down in Jersey uh, throughout a calendar year. And apparently, we're all looking for that that black IPA this weekend. All right, so John, let's get through beer two quickly. Um, <laughs> you want to start? Um, I sure. Uh, is it a homebrew? It it might be. Um, is it, is it like a session barley wine? Is it a, yeah, you got me there. So that's the thing. If it's, there's definitely, I, so my head went to like scotch ale, right? Cause there's that sweetness to it that I think you're joking about session barley wine. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, it's a sweetness. I don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it had I my first thought was like a raisin bread or some kind of I don't know, like 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 a sweet a sweet coffee. Like what are those um like those Italian coffee sodas that have a lot of real sweetness to them? Uh it, it, there's something there's something along those lines in there yeah. where there's um so I was thinking barley wine, but I'm not getting any of the the Booze. alcohol on it or yeah, so it's I don't know. It, it's maybe it has some age on it. Um, there's well, it's slight... also it's a it's a so thieves and Sean. It's a brown glass bottle yeah. that is entirely clad in painter's tape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's yeah. I'm actually uh, cast. Do you know what this is? But looking at the bottle, negative. Shape, it's, it okay. says it. It it looks like like great lakes brewing kind of bottle does that make sense well but, sure i mean yeah. it's a standard 12 so, ounce yeah but it's so standard that's what that was the homebrew joke which i guess i made without anybody having a visual for it okay. but yeah it's it's definitely the bottle you buy at your homebrew shop to yeah. put your beer in um but yeah the sweetness I, mean, is... I, lo I love that you just went back to homebrew on that like the the standard 12 ounce bottle wasn't the preferred method of beer for 60 years before aluminum took over um that you're just so dismissive of saying, the humble what brown I'm saying glass is bottle at yeah. most most the people but most of the people that use the humble brown glass bottle had their own sure you know what i mean like there, there is the budweiser bottle there is the sierra bottle there is the anchor bottle there is all that right yeah all sam adams has their embossed thing no i, right. I understand this, what you're saying this is but, a yeah. fucking homebrew bottle <laughs> It's a, could, it's a I could wash this out. I'm not, not, not going to hit on the bottle. I, I'm not going to hit on glass. I could wash this out and package a new beer in it with just a capper. Anyway, um, but I do like the sweetness. I do like the sweetness. It's um, raisiny, it's, little plummy, yeah, little nice, yeah, like molasses kind of. Yeah, I think I think this beer wants to be on a table with some food, and it would 
do a very good job complimenting um, some aspects of some roasty things. Yeah. This is one of those ones where I feel like I, I would open it. I'd take some sips and I'd kind of keep coming back to it over the course of an hour or two. Like this wouldn't be one that I'm holding and drinking at a steady pace. Yeah, it's got um, like a neat chocolatey thing. So I'm trying to unwrap it so we can move yeah, on. Before the and reveal, what, what would you guess wait, uh, the ABV is on it? Oh, God. It, it feels to me like it's right around five and a half. Yeah, I was going to say six, five, six. Yeah. Because it's interesting the way you described it with those barley wine flavors, but yeah. not the strength. It might just be a whole bunch of overcooked Maris. Um, here's the problem. I am peeling the tape off to find out what it is so we can move on. And the tape is peeling the label off. Let me so see if I have any better luck, I will never right know what this is. It says product of Sweden. That much I can read. Oh, here we go. Yep. Wait. Ah. Imported by. I, I've got nothing that tells me what the beer is. That everything peeled off with the tape. That... Export. Yeah. Hang on. Hey, Cass, uh, text Kennedy. <laughs> what is yeah. it? My label just came off. With the tape, right? With the tape. Yeah, you huh. can't read it. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's on the other side. So what we're looking, John, there's a brown label on it. All right. So the white label that has all the data peeled off, but the actual label is on the other side. It's Klaas, K-L-A-S-S-I-I-I. Now I'm trying to get the top of the label off. No, I Kennedy, Kennedy, you fucking madman. Oh, all right. Well, on the cap, it's the Carnegie Brewery, which is, is okay. So it's Porter. It's that, Porter. Is no, that it's Carl, Carnegie? It's Carlsberg. Yeah. No, it's this is Carnegie, D Carnegie and Company Porter Class Three. Okay. I think this is. I think this company is owned by. Um, Carlsberg. This white import label is what was confusing us because it came completely off with the tape. Yeah. Uh, all right. So yeah, it's a porter. I guess that's a it's a it's a five and a half. By the way. Oh wow, Jesus! Five and a half percent. I nailed that. Five point five percent Swedish porter or Swiss porter, whatever. Um, all right. Porter. Moving yes. on. It was lovely. Anyway, nice little sweet porter. Um. All right. So let's get back to Sean. Um. So, God, sorry, unwrapping that confused me. Um, <laughs> this you can do a lot of things, and this is your walking and chewing gum thing. Yeah, I was I, as I, as I was trying to read the words backwards on the inside of the tape. It was very confusing. Anyway, so Sean, um, so talk to us about your next year. Like, so we keep we keep talking about the new house at your capacity do you have room to keep pushing more stuff in and out do you have projects you want to get to and the other thing i wanted to ask you about because it caught some news i think you know because i follow you and stuff i might have just seen it on your own reporting but have you landed on a super session now and it's not going to be the system anymore you've locked in one you like yeah that was one of the things we did this year was we landed on uh making the super session singular uh, so it was, uh, in, you know, the inspiration for that beer was to make a, a single hop session IPA that drank like a normal IPA. In other words, it would, it would, it would hit the, the, you know, the imbiber with the flavor and, and, and the overall sensory experience of a, of more of a traditional American IPA with a, with a little bit bigger fortitude, but, but come in at 4.8%. And we found over time that while that was fun and really interesting, it ended up uh, being confusing for both the the consumer, the the stores, and our wholesalers because they were rotating all the time. They were not in order, which was intentional, which was <laughs> not a fun. So there'd be number seven, and then there'd be number two, and then we'd have number six, and and then we'd go back to four, and um, so people were confused about the number. What what does the number mean? And uh, so now we picked a blend of our favorite hops. So this particular iteration of Super Session has got Lotus and um, Mosaic in it. So nice uh, was where we landed for we we tried like gosh probably fifteen different combinations on the pilot system, 
And then, uh, so that's that's new for now. The the big hoppy this is the first time we've gotten that out to all nine states. And then we're, this this year we're doing our first uh, first ever distribution run. It's going to be quite a slog since we're still off working off of a little forehead bottle filler to put out some of our uh, World Beer Cup winning uh, rum barrel aged Faston Maple Imperial Stout out for the holidays. So pretty limited run, about a thousand cases, um, but. With That's the fun. We have for bottling. It's uh, it's pretty laborious. That'll be four or five days of bottling, <laughs> just for a thousand cases. <laughs> is, is is it just you who bottles, or is it all hands on deck? No, thankfully it's all hands on deck. And now, now basically, I stay out of the way because when I was super, running, it's the called it's filler, called being a supervisor. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I, when I was running the bottle filler, I think the most we ever got out of that little forehead was about 120 cases in a, in a really long day. And now <laughs> the guys have got it really dialed in and, and figured out some different tricks to run the filler faster without foaming over the bottles too much. And they can do about 200 cases, 200, 220 in a, in a day. And Leave it to long, the pros. A long, laborious day. And in any event, <laughs> you asked about next year. So next year, yeah. um, we've got a little bit of room. Uh, for for volume but we've always got room in the calendar to uh both have fun and try to bring beers that speak to the the you know to the beer lover and the lawson's finest liquids lover um out there and so we're we haven't we haven't made a final um announcement on our 2023 beer calendar but we've got some fun things and some innovation and in the works for next year for um from for some different styles and We've got our wholesaler uh, summit coming up real soon, where we invite all of our distributors to come up to Vermont, and we'll we're, we're going to work through the final iteration of our uh, calendar for 2023 with them, and then we'll be able to announce uh, what we're doing. But we've got three or four beers that were that are going to be brand new um, that will get out market wide, um, and touching on a couple of different styles that we haven't done, um, at least in in distribution before. So. Uh, I'm not is, quite, is I'm not quite at liberty to say order? what yet, but we'll, we'll I, get there. I, I love this this bit of intrigue. I can now now I can, I'm going to be glued to your Insta. Um, so so let's let's put a bow on it. Let's tie it all up. I, I want to give you a thought I had. It's funny. John hates mosaic hops, or doesn't hate them, but seldom loves them. Correct. And the second and part of that do, statement is yeah. Oh, I love I, do, I love mosaic hops. So, I think I do too, but he, so here's kind of where I'm going. Um, yeah, it's funny to me because I've taken. I guess I just you know I know I like mosaic. I know I love mosaic with citra, um, and I don't really yeah. think much about it beyond that. But the other day I was up with uh, Chief at IA, and he's doing this kind of. He's working Jeff O'Neill of Industrial uh, Arts, just for right, those right. who don't speak Augie short. Um, but anyway, he um thank you, John. You're always so helpful in this new here. Vim and Vigor. The new Vim and Vigor, John, is definitely on point. But anyway, um, so he's working on an NA, a non-alcoholic, and we, we had him on the show where we we're talking about it, but we all he's know doing what that means. he well, I just yeah, you got me nervous. Uh, but anyway, he uh so he's kind of much more focused on working on, you know, color, body, flavors, and all that. So he, he said very honestly, that the hopping is just kind of whatever's on hand, doesn't matter. That'll come after he gets everything dialed in. So the most recent one I had was just Mosaic. And I'm telling you, of all of them, it was the one that just registered with me as, oh, that's an IPA. And I, I never kind of was aware of Mosaic taking that place in my head. Do you know what I mean? And I was I was kind of intrigued by it where I was like, yeah, that's the one that smells most like because others had been lagers, but it's like, oh, that's an IPA. That's what an IPA smells like. That's the IPA thing. So as you were cut, dialing into Lotus and Mosaic, was that part of that conscious thing that these Mosaic kind of is what IPAs smell like these days, no matter how we put them together? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, it, it's a it's a matter of uh, both personal and popular preference so the number eight super session was the mosaic version and it did it turned out to be the most i think the most popular it would sell through the fastest of any of the versions so 
um, as we started trialing different hops and different combos of hops to settle in on one final version of Super Session. Um, that was in a, that was in many of the iterations. I do think of of Mosaic as a as a classic, uh, a new classic hop, right? For IPAs, and there was one especially. Uh, Carl Strauss uh, Brewing. I went to their pub out in La Jolla, California, and they had a session uh, IPA done with just Mosaic, and it just struck me as one of the most beautiful session beers. I've ever had. And that got me thinking about putting the mosaic in the session before when we were earlier in our super session um, journey. And uh, but but to John's point, I think it's one of those hops that depending on the lot and your hop selection, it can go either way uh, with a really fruit forward character like stone fruit. I get a lot of peach out of mosaic, which I really love. Oh, interesting. Um, there's some juicy characteristics to it. Um Grapefruit is another one that I get um, from the mosaic, but like citra, it can it, it, it can go garlicky and onion. Yep. Get that allium sort of character, and that's the type of character that really turns off a lot of people, and that makes it like citra it can be a love hate hop depending on your own personal uh, preferences, and, and also what you know where 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 is it where where is that hop. Uh, that you've got from uh, where was it grown and what, how does it present itself sensory wise? So, uh, but I think it's a great choice for IPAs personally. Yeah. Like I said, it's somehow, you know, cause we, well, we've just done it on the show. You know how, how I taste of what we do. And I was like, Oh, that's the flavor of IPA. And I, I, I don't remember how that happened i don't you know what i mean i can't point to progression like i can i can remember how citra became my love you know what i mean like a whole track and then i guess mosaics right there without me paying any attention i guess is what i'm saying that makes it weird but i like that that's how you landed for super session because it's probably the second greatest session beer all time <laughs> he said it out loud um anyway wow. <laughs> yeah, you know I had to. I was listening to describe. I was listening to describe what he wants. Super session to be. I was like, you know who else thinks that way? Sean Lawson. Yeah. Anyway, I it's, love it's, it. It's I a it's it. a Jersey Brewer connection. I love it. Is it is both of us grew up drinking those little fucking green meanie seven ounces from our dad's fridge, and both of us need a beer you can do that with. Uh I love it. Anyway, so do that, Sean. That's what you got to do. You got to make eight ounces of super you gotta session. Make so I can ice a million of them down, sure. and then we could we could crush them. That would be really good. Anyway, so we're looking for this black IPA, this new locked-in super session down here in Jer as far south as Jersey. I think we've hit everything. I think we've hit everything. In the great state of New Jersey. And then I guess my last question for you is, did you come down to Atlantic City for the fish shows? I did not make it down to. That's crazy to me that Sean Lawson no, missed fish no. in Jersey. Yeah. You know, I went, I went last year. Uh, it was quite a journey to go down for one day for one show and back to Vermont, but we had a blast and went down with a crew of good friends from Vermont who are also uh, avid fish fans. But um, actually what I did this year in lieu of uh, Atlantic city, uh, I did something a little bit more cozy and intimate. And uh, one of my, one of my best friends and I from, from Vermont here, on my birthday, which was July 30th, we we took a flight down to uh, to D.C. and we went to the show at uh, at Meriwether Post in Columbia, Maryland there. So it wasn't too far away, but it was on my birthday. I decided that's what I was going to do for a, a, a trip that was a little further than driving. And uh, we went down. It was such a fun it was such a fun day for a couple of different reasons. One is we started by meeting up with. Um, Adrian over at uh, Hops a Lot Brewing, uh, who is also an avid fish fan, as you might know. As for those <laughs> of you who know fish, that's the name of a, a fish song, uh, Ocelot. I guess for those of you that don't know fish, and so he named his brewery inspired by fish. And we, of course, uh, I was going to say, don't have you, that, have you have a Hops a Lot beer? beer? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, his his brewery is Ocelot. We have a beer called Hopsalot, and we had it out <laughs> in the market over the summer. And and as a matter of fact, they played like nine shows in the Northeast, and we had a, a very good uh, distribution run of Hopsalot that was out in the market. So it was a lot of fun to promote that beer around the fish shows, 
I packed some in, in my, in my check bag and I brought it down to Adrian at, at Ocelot. And then we went over and visited uh, Sapwood Cellars too, which was really enjoyable mm-hmm. spot. And then we went to the show and I was hanging out in the parking lot and uh, they're like, Hey, this guy wants to meet you. It's Tom Marshall. I'm like, what? <laughs> Tom Marshall. And I went over, I'm like, Hey, I'm Sean. Da, 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 da. I'm like, are you like the Tom Marshall, like the Tom Marshall, the guy that writes songs for the last 30 years with fish. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That Tom Marshall. I'm like, <laughs> No freaking way. And he goes, awesome. guess he's a fan of beer because he tweeted about meeting me and a, and a picture. And he was like, plus we met fucking Sean Lawson, you know, that's so Sunshine good for guy. you, man. What a and fucking day. So that was a, it was a great day. It was a great way oh, to celebrate I love that. my birthday. Yep. What a good, that, that's, that is fucking cool. I know, I know how much you love fish. I'm glad that came yeah. together for you. What if I'm still, I was so I know that I should never assume anything, but when I was like, uh, fish is going to be Atlantic city in the summer. Oh, we'll see Sean Lawson this summer. And then it didn't happen. I was like, darn it. <laughs> anyway, man, thanks for coming on the show. We always yeah. love having you. Everything sounds so great. I, I, it's never a bad time, but I, I like how, how bright things feel for you. And that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, the next in-person connection with both of you guys. Yeah. yeah that'd be while. great. Yeah. It's been a while. You're always welcome down here at home, man. But we, I keep swearing I'm going to Vermont. I have a good friend I, who I has a house right four by Four weeks you. ago and loved it and uh, miss seeing Sean. It's uh, yeah. it's a cool spot. Right on. Get to see the All right, wet guys. Mill. We got it. We got to let Sean go. We got to right, wrap fine. this up. Hey, we do we have a letter? Have, do we, we, do have we have a letter. letter? So we can't. We're we can't. doing an all letter episode. Yeah, but I, I know. Let's but let Sean answer a letter. Okay, yeah, this is this, this is a good one. Um, well, I don't right, know if do it's a, a letter, good one. Cass. We'll find out. But uh, this comes to us from our friend Jason Scofie. Uh, titled New Beer Style Ukrainian Golden Ale. Kennedy, my man, has anyone on the show ever heard of this style? Can you write an article on it so that you can invent this style, make it mainstream? Can Augie be the first brewery mm-hmm. in New Jersey to brew one? Signed, Jason S. Uh, and I'm going to forward you guys so, this video so you can you can see it. It's like a mini documentary uh, of like the brewers and, and beer folk in, in the Ukraine. And uh, pretty cool. So- so uh, Justin doesn't need to write the article because the style has already been invented. And there's a, a, a writer, a beer writer in Ukraine, uh, Lana Svinkova, I believe, um, who has been pushing the style to get international recognition. And after uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, uh, the, the beer got a, a, a lot of um uh, a lot of attention. There's that fuck Putin beer that was being passed around by the uh, uh, the brewery in, L- in Lviv uh, that I know a lot of breweries made. Um, but yeah, people have been making Ukrainian golden ale. There's a whole thing online of how to make it, the recipe, what stands out. I think it uses beetroot or something in there, if, if memory serves, uh, to give it like a little Ukrainian flavor. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Flounder Brewing in New Jersey, because they are of Ukrainian heritage, made one uh, shortly after the invasion started. So sorry, Augie, you can't be first in Jersey. That's but it, I'm out. doesn't mean that you shouldn't make it. Does the world really want to know what that beer tastes like with Citra Hops in it, John? <laughs> <laughs> Why take something as pure and beautiful as a Ukrainian golden ale and go mucking it up by adding mosaic? I can't, um, I can't, I can't help myself. You give me that recipe. I'm going to be like, and then just throw one bag of citron in the dry hop for safety. <laughs> well, you have so much of it sitting around. I mean, it's got to go in everything. It's yeah. I do have all of it. Um, that is funny. Yeah, Sean, no, have, you, have you made one of those? No, this this is my introduction to the style, but I am intrigued. And since we've got the seven barrel brewery up in Warren that we do tap room only specials on, I think that's a great challenge to uh, to brew a Ukrainian golden ale. I love, I love yeah, it. so I'm confused by your beetroot thing, and here's why: um, beet sugar is like a very standard brewing tool it's it's a kind of a nondescript sugar it's capitalization sugar and wine and it's most of what you know as candy sugar is beet derived so when you said it uses beet 
I'm confused as to how that's a unique thing to this style. I don't think I, it has I, beets in it. I'm looking up uh, Lana's article here. Uh, it says optional coriander seeds. Pale malt, wheat, and caramel malts, okay. optional. Old and New World hops, neutral yeast strain or Belgian strain with very restrained phenols. Option, again, option uh, addition of, of coriander. So, all right, maybe I'm wrong. All right, I'm, no, I'm fairly confident that at some point they were talking about using something along those lines. It's it's all starting to blend together, but I believe anyway. you. I just that that was just my only thought on your thought. Um, so it sounds like it's it's um white, right? It's it's you said it's wheat, uh, refined Belgian strain, and some coriander. It sounds like it's Allagash white. Mm. But hey, hey, Cass, tell tell us how they can get in touch with us. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to correct us, we're going to end it there, I guess. You want to write us uh, letters about Ukrainian golden ales and our you know misconstrued facts here? Uh, that's steal this beer podcast <laughs> at gmail dot com. Um, see what we're drinking on on tap. Steal this beer and follow us on all social medias: Pache Libro, Twitter, Instagram at Steal This Beer. I think that's think that's all the stuff. Yeah, Thank you, Sean. So where where can they find? Yeah, where, where where can they find you, Sean? Uh, well, they can find us at lawsonsfinest.com or in Waitsfield, Vermont. And if you're looking for Lawson's finest beer, head over to our website, and right on the top of the page, you'll see a couple of links. One of which is find our beer, and that'll bring you to our beer finder where you can look up uh, where you can. Purchase our beer near you. At yeah, including the, the friendly southern state corner. of New Jersey. Yeah. Yep. Anywhere anywhere in the Northeast. All right, y'all. Get at us. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. Sean. Cheers, guys.